Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Clear communication is critical in leadership. Hi, this is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. And today we're going to have some more fellowship with my old friend Moses. He and I have been getting tight over the last couple months. I've been doing a lot of reading on the things he wrote that God gave him and learning a lot from him. Uh, I think I shared in the first podcast in the series, it's like I rediscovered Moses. I mean, I just saw him in a different light as I bore down and so appreciate some of the lessons and I've learned and and things that the Lord has confirmed in me uh, that has really helped me even understand the process God has taken me through in some areas. And so I have a couple more lessons on my friend Moses that I want to share with you on exerting your leadership, exerting your influence, being the best leader you can be because you are leading somebody, you're influencing somebody, so you might as well do it well, right? Okay, so I want to jump into Numbers 10. You've probably noticed I'm actually going through the book of Numbers almost, just kind of cherry-picking some things that really were a blessing to me. And so in Numbers, the 10th chapter, I'm going to read uh, the first... uh, I'll read verses 2, 3, and 4. Make yourself two trumpets of silver of hammered work. Ye shall make them, and ye shall use them for summoning the congregation and for having the camps set out. When both are blown, all the congregation shall gather themselves to the door of the tent of the meeting. Yet if only one is blown, the leaders, the heads of the divisions of Israel, shall assemble before you. So you got this mass of people spread out around the tabernacle. The tabernacle's in the center. The tribes are spread out in the form of a cross. By the way, if you took an aerial view, this would be a picture of the cross, how the tribes are spaced out, and the tabernacle's in the middle. And there, when they were going to move and things were going to happen, or if Moses had a pronouncement there would be a trumpet uh, and he would blow that trumpet and that would tell them that they had to get ready, it says, for having the camp set out. So that would be the beginning of the process. So everybody would be included. That was for the whole congregation to hear. Now, this is a really a, a good picture, quite frankly, of pastoral ministry Uh, And there's a time where the pastor has to blow the trumpet. And when he blows that trumpet, those that have ears to hear, those that know the tune of his voice in his heart, they are the people that are going to show up. When he says, I want everybody to come, or this is really important, or we're going to do this, that's when you find out who's in and who's not. Okay, But that has to come by developing a hearing for that very scenario. Okay, learning to hear that trumpet. Then there's another trumpet. Okay, he says, now when you hear this trumpet, everybody doesn't come, but the leaders have to come. And he even specifies, then the leaders of the heads of the divisions of Israel. That means a leader from each tribe. Of course, that doesn't always mean that it was Zebulun and Ashkar and Issachar, because most of them are gone by this time. Okay, as a matter of fact, they are gone. Uh, but who is that patriarch? Who is that uh, familial leader of that tribe? Who is the designated voice of that tribe? Who is the person in that tribe that carries the mantle to speak to that group? And there would be times where Moses 
would sound that other trumpet, okay? Uh, and then the leaders would come, okay? Uh, when only the trumpet was blown one time as opposed to being blown twice. So this tells me a lot. Number one, it tells me that Moses met with his leaders on a regular basis because he had a special trumpet to blow and that those leaders knew their voice. You know, it's interesting to me, you know, I travel almost every weekend. I'm in a different church. And most weekends, I am meeting with some tier of leadership, whether it's all the ministry heads or the elders or small group leaders or just all the volunteer heads of ministries, you know, depending on the church, depending on the season, depending on my relationship with them, I'm going to be meeting with them. And often I will say to the pastor or the pastor may say to me, oh, so-and-so wasn't here. Or I'll say, well, how come the, the head of your follow-up group wasn't here or the head of your missions team wasn't here? And they'll say, usually, I don't know. I, I told them, I announced it. I sent a letter out. I sent an email out. And what it tells me is, is that they don't have ears to hear the trumpet of their pastor. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't times when somebody can't make it. Our rule of ministry was, if you're a designated leader and we have a leadership meeting, you're to be there, okay? And if you're not going to be there, you should call and talk to the pastor. And this is why I used to tell people, don't ask for my permission, get communication from me. In other words, just I can't be there because my mother-in-law's in town. You know, that, that's, that's, that's really a low level of communication. But when you say, listen, pastor, I got to be there, but my mother-in-law is going to be in town. I promised my wife, uh, you get any ideas on how I could handle this? And sometimes I might say, no, you really need to be there because you promised your wife. And I might say other times, well, listen, uh, you know, what else are you doing with your mother-in-law that weekend? Maybe we can move the, your schedule, you know, sometimes just friendly advice, just back and forth. So, you know, when you want to have a good relationship with your leader, don't notify them. Come on, man. Give, you know, have a relationship, communicate with them. Don't leave some curt little text, can't make it, sorry. Okay. But what I'm talking about is people that don't even show up sometimes. And, and the pastor is just like, don't even know where they're at. But see, that's an indication that something is wrong, that maybe he hasn't blown the trumpet enough for them to know the voice, uh, that they're not even clear maybe what their role is. There's lots of things we could talk about there. But what I'm telling you is Moses uh, had two trumpets. He had a holster with a trumpet on each hip, and he knew when to blow the one for the congregation, and he knew one, when to blow the one for the leaders. Now, I'm a big believer that you never lead the church by announcement. You never get up on a Sunday morning and say something to the church that the leaders haven't already heard and already processed, okay? And maybe they're not even all the way where you're at, but they at least get it, okay? They at least know where you're going. They at least know your understanding. Now, obviously, if it's a big deal, then, you know, it's going to be more required. They're going to have more responsibility where they've got to get it. But this is the good discipline of a leader to process things. Uh, you know, I call that vision sharpening. Uh, so the leaders around me, you know, when I've got a, what, a great idea or I think I've got a great idea and they start like giving me back questions like, like, what does that look like? And what does that word mean? And how will that work? Those are all legitimate questions. Now, maybe they're not all answered on the front end. But those are all good, legitimate questions, and they're usually a reflection of what people out there are going to hear and the questions they're going to have. So it's just wise for a leader to understand that he's got two trumpets. 
Now, I can move in prophetic preaching, you know, real clear, this is what we ought to do, here's where we ought to go, this is our destination, and uh, but that's all the more reason for your leaders to know how to pack their bags quick and move to the next thing and not just sit there and get a gust of wind on a Sunday morning. Now, listen, this applies in your business too. If you're a business leader, maybe you don't even own the business, maybe you're a foreman or, or you just have a small team you're working with. Well, listen, this same thing works. Say, so listen, you know, even though it wasn't your idea, let's say it's coming down from the boss. You know, you gather your guys, you know, we're just going to have a cup of coffee before work today or, or listen, before lunch breaks up, I need you guys in the corner for five minutes. Listen, I want to share with you, there's a change in how we're doing this and I just want to let you know about it, that it's coming and uh, you may have some questions about it, but you know, you got my number, let's talk about it. Just include them in the process. Listen, this is where you get great, great feedback. This is where you get vision sharpening things that happen that will really help not only you, but the people and, you know, the, the, the people that you're trying to empower. Now, if you're working for somebody and they're paying for you, you should be trying to empower them because their blessing is your blessing. Obviously, that's true in your family, without a doubt. And of course, it's true in the church is true as well. We should be saying, how do I empower this? How do I make this work? So Moses understood that there were tiers of leadership, okay? This is very important. And when you understand this, this will help people identify where they're at. Uh, one of the things I do when I'm in those meetings, a lot of times, the first time, especially when I meet people, I'll go around the room and say, tell me what your name is and tell me what you do. And afterwards... Almost invariably, the pastor will say, or I'll say, you know, that person wasn't real clear or were sure on what they do. And often he'll say, yeah, that really surprised me that they weren't real clear or they were almost apologetic. I remember one scenario I was in, I went around the whole thing and literally there was only one person. There was a, it was a big room. There was, you know, 14, 15 people in the room and uh, we were in the pastor's uh, living room and, uh, only one person said they were in charge of everything. And I, I brought that up to him later. I said, I said, you said these were all the heads of your ministry. He said, they are. I said, do you realize only one person said they were in charge? Everybody else said, well, I kind of help or I assist. Now, what that, and we talked about that. And obviously there was a lack of clarity that these people were really empowered. Now, if you're on the other end of that, your job is to get clarity. So here's what I used to say to my leaders. My job is to tell, your job is to understand. So when you don't understand, and I haven't told you enough, because different people need different levels of information, right? That's, that's, that's a personality type. I mean, that's a gifting type. So what I would say is if you don't get it, that doesn't mean that I did my job bad. It may, but it may not. It may mean that you just need more information. So it's my job to tell. It's your job to know, okay? So say, now, pastor, did you just tell me that I'm in charge of these three people? Did you just tell me I'm in charge of that event? Did you just tell me that I've got, you know, a budget of X amount of dollars? Did you just tell me, you know, like, I want to be clear. If you're not clear, get clear. You know what? That will only help him. This will work wonders on your job. You're, you know, you're, if you go to your boss and say, hey, listen, I just, I want to really do this job right. Or, now, did you just give me the authority to change people's schedules? Is that what you just did? Because if you did, I'm going to take it serious and I'm going to do the best I can do. Did you did you just give me 
authority to get something fixed, repaired, purchased, or leased, or bought, or sold, or whatever it may be? Did you did you just do that? And is that my role? And and who do I report to? Maybe if it's not you. See this tier of leadership. Moses grabbed through Jethro in the early days, right, in Exodus 18. And we see this repeated all throughout Moses' ministry. The one thing you got to give Moses credit for is, listen, there was a Joshua and a Caleb. There was a, there was a Aaron. There was a Hur. There were other people. Moses was seeing God face to face. He was hearing from God openly. He had angelic visions. He had God take his finger and write in stone. I think Moses personally needed a whole lot of people. He was a pretty tough character, okay? But he developed a leadership team and knew how to blow the trumpets. And I'm saying to you, get your trumpets out. Know how to call the big group. Know how to call the small group. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for leadership in context calling all men the bob conference you can get registered let's do it we're going to the biggest bob blowout men need to come together more than ever i'm blowing the trumpet and i'm talking to you today keith continued his discussion on the leadership of moses moses blew two trumpets to call together all the tribes and one trumpet to call together all his leaders when he blew the trumpet those who had ears to hear those who knew the tune of his heart would show up. This is a good picture of pastoral ministry, clear leadership, and clear communication. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.